0: 2017, the title of today's message is AI, AI. You can be turning in your Bibles to Judges chapter 11. Amen. It, I, by a show of hands in this place, who, who walked in here with at least a little bit of discouragement based on what's been happening in the last couple days in your own life? Okay, I thought I was alone in that maybe. Uh, I'm glad to see that I have other brothers, that the spiritual battles all around us are very, very real, very real. But I want to thank Peyton and the worship team. Thank you guys so much for fearlessly leading us into the deep presence of God. Thank you. We praise the Lord. We praise our worship team and Peyton's leadership. You guys in Judges chapter 11? Okay. We're going to read verse 3. To start out. Guys, there's there's a draw in the world to get ahead. And most of the time that draw in the world is not by honest means. It's by means of cheating. It's by means of well, just trying to get ahead in some way, getting around the system, trying to, to cheat the law. It doesn't matter what it is. We can see these kind of tendencies going on when we think about AI or artificial intelligence. Yeah. Guys, there's, there's the temptation and the struggle all around us. Today we're going to talk about uh, a way that we can beat the system, Amen. okay? Amen. A way that we can beat discouragement, a way that we can rise up and be the men and women that the Lord is calling us to be, okay. completely kosher. You guys with me? Yeah, yeah. So... When I was uh, thinking about tonight, when I was praying about tonight, this morning, the Lord started encouraging me about some of the concepts that we went over uh, during our weekend reload with some of the men in this church. Raise your hand if you're on the reload. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's a good number of us. Now, DCD, a bunch of DCDs out there. Amen. Now, for you guys, we're going to go over and we're going to hopefully be able to add on to some of the foundation ...that the Lord was giving us. For others, we want to bring you along. Uh, If your husbands haven't yet, uh, we want to bring you wives along to where uh, we are... ...and some of the knowledge and some of the wisdom that we received this weekend. Some of the foundational elements of this church that got us where we are today... ...and will continue to get us where we need to go for the future. Judges 11 verse 3 says, So Jephthah fled from his brothers... And settled in the land of Tob, where a group of adventurers gathered around him and followed him. Guys, this is is the first concept that we addressed this past weekend. It was the very first class. It was called Reckless Adventures, and it focused on us being empty. Focused on us emptying ourselves of what? What do we need to get empty of? We need to get empty of the things of the world need to get empty of uh, the things that the world says are important. We need to get empty of the plans that the world says need to happen in our lives. You need X, Y, and Z at this stage in your life. Guys, the Word of God is able to guide you in all of these things. If you just empty yourselves of what you think the, the best and most popular ideas for your future are, you get completely wrecked. Get completely empty of those plans and allow the Word of God to pour into you the things that it has to say about your future. Amen. Turn over to Acts chapter four. Those adventurers were wreck, empty. And it caused them to go forth and adventure. With no concern of what might happen to them. No concern of the future. No concern of what anybody else had to say about them. In verse 23, we're going to pick up here in Acts chapter 4. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Guys, this Hebrew word wreck, meaning empty in the Older Testament, it has a cognate in the newer testament which also means empty but it shows up in a variety of ways in our translation verse 25 this same word shows up as vain what does vain mean to you it means some some sort of effort that you're putting forth something that you're pouring yourself out toward something that you're spending your time with but it's empty it has no meaning it has no eternal value it has no kingdom value Guys, we've got to get to the place in our lives, continual evaluation of everything that we're doing throughout the day, continual evaluation of everything we're pouring ourselves into, continual evaluation of everything in our lives and in our family, so that we know that we have emptied ourselves of all vanity. It can get the best of us, those worldly plans and desires, but God has a plan to fill you with something better. Amen. Our second class is the second, second teaching of the weekend. It had to do with got stones. Pastor Wade taught it to us. He taught, a, he taught us about grabbing stones and with those stones that you grab, learning how to slay the giants that are before you. Amen. Who's got their stones on them? Right. Amen. That's a good show of hands. Are they within arm's reach right now? Yes. Yes? yes. Okay, Brandon, read me one of your stones. Read it to us, brother. I'm going to call one more name. Philippians two, three through four. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Ooh, no vanity, no vanity. Are you serious? Keep reading. That's awesome. But in humility, consider others better than so you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of With that stone, Brandon is learning how to slay giants in his own life. Brandon is learning how to take selfishness by the head and literally chop its head off and destroy yeah. it in his own life. Amen. Gabe, do you have a stone for us? Amen. Praise the Lord. Over the past four days, have you been using these cards to slay giants? Yes. 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 Have you? Have you been applying these stones to what your daily struggles are? Or have they just been sitting in your pocket? Have you been taking them out? Have you been meditating on them? When you know your mind's going in the wrong place, are you busting them out and reading them and getting in right order with God? 1 Samuel 17. Go there with me. We're going to start in 45. There. 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 David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Today I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Can you say that David had to be wrecked? He had to be empty of his own fears, his own plans, his own desires, in order to put himself in this spot where the Lord could fill him with his will and give him a direction to head in? Can you say that's true? Yes. Yes. What day are we talking about here? Is it a Monday? Is it a Friday? Is it a Thursday? What, what, what day is it? Today, this day. This is the day where your giants begin to fall and continue to fall. It's not tomorrow. It's not Thursday. It's not Friday coming up. It's not maybe next week. You see, this giant killing business is active. It's a necessity that we are active Killing the giants in our lives. That we take each day and we say, This day, what I just meditated on, that needs to die today. Amen. No amount of passivity, no amount of waiting patiently in terms of giants is going to get you where you need to be. Yeah, there's no thought in your mind, there shouldn't be, that you say, Next week, this giant's just going to fade off into the distance. It's going to go away. I'm not going to have to worry about it. All I got to do is hold out a little bit longer, be a little bit more passive, and just wait. And hopefully it's it's just going to go. That's not going to happen, guys. This is the day where the giants fall. This day is what Samuel talked about. Turn with me to 1 Peter 2. Guys are extremely quick. Now I'm there. In verse 8, we have a verse that I've read many times, but I've just never seen it this way before. A stone that causes men to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. What, wait a second. I thought that that stone, that that rock was for our salvation. I thought that that stone, that, that rock that we were trying desperately to hold on to, we were trying to desperately, desperately to get that kind of revelation, I thought that that was our victory. It was everything. Uh, isn't, isn't what we talked about in 1 Samuel about stones slaying giants? What we learn in this passage here in 1 Samuel is that if your stones stay in your pocket, they will end up being a millstone around your neck. If they stay there and they don't go and hit their mark, if they don't reach their target the way that they need to, if you're just gathering stones, if you've got five cards today, you've got 15 tomorrow, you've got a huge stack you can't even stick in your pocket the next day, that's all fine and dandy. But are you slaying giants with them? Or are you hanging yourself with them? Guys, the stone is salvation for some, but judgment for others. Don't look at these stones And just simply read them or just simply keep them in your pocket someplace safe. Guys, they have got to go out and hit their mark. They've got to defeat the enemy. They've got to do exactly what they were called to do. Or else we're just hanging ourselves, guys. We're just piling on the judgment over and over again. Don't think that a head knowledge is going to get action from you. So much different than that. I bet everybody could raise their hand and, and talk about the things that they learned this weekend. But guys, who could raise their hand and talk to me about the things that have actually changed in the last four days? I'm talking about actually changed in your life in four days. Guys, the the things that three or four days, the differences that they can make in our own lives is tremendous. What have you done with your three or four days? Our next class, Mezuzah. It was the third class. It was about finding our purpose and sticking to it. Who's got a mezuzah statement hanging on their, their doorframe at home? Amen. Who in the last four days has been working on the mezuzah and received uh, more revelation from the Lord about it? Praise God. It's almost like He wants you to know what your purpose is. almost like He wants you to know why you're standing on the earth. Guys, check out Joshua eight. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. We learned in some of our foundations classes that Joshua 1.8 was the whole purpose and vision for the whole book of Joshua. That the Word of God is the central figure in our lives. Guys, when you grab hold of the Word... And when you grab hold of your purpose, when you hold these two in front of your eyes, you don't let them depart, whether you're laying down or getting up, whether it's night or day, whether you're outside of the house or inside of the house, it doesn't matter where you are or what time it is. The word and your purpose should be ever before your eyes, teaching you, guiding you into the truth, guiding your every step. It's time to get that vanity out of here. Out. Get the hell out of you. And get God's Word and His purpose in front of your eyes so that you can see as you move forward, these things are guiding me. Am I supposed to be doing this tomorrow or not? Well, let's see. What was I made to do? Does it line up with my purpose? Does it line up with what the Word has been speaking to me over the last 24 hours? If it doesn't, then stop it. It's vanity. It means nothing. Get it out of here. It's not worth it. It's not worth the time or effort. Turn with me. Turn with me to John 13. There, there. There. Jesus did something beautiful for his disciples in this passage. And in light of mezuzah, in light of purpose, in light of the Word of God, I want to read it to you, be transparent with you. Verse 5 says, After that, he, meaning Jesus, poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Jesus washing his disciples' feet. Turn, the, turn over to verse 14. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. You know, that didn't, that didn't sound like an optional statement to me. No. And when I, read, when I read that verse this weekend, it hit me pretty good. Because one of the giants in my own life that I shared with, with some of the guys there, one of the giants in my own life is not consistently washing my family and my brothers in the Word of God. That's, that's one of the big hurdles that is going, has been going down in my life over these last four days. Amen. It's been being defeated in my life. Guys, we have the Word of God, yeah. Jesus Christ, washing feet in this chapter. Uh, the Word of God is washing other men's feet. Amen. And then He goes, Hey, you, you guys, you guys too, take the Word of God and wash other people with it. Take what I am giving you. Take the revelation I'm giving you. And make sure to wash your family. Make sure to wash those around you. Make sure to wash the strangers on the, sh- on the street that I put you with. Make sure to wash as I have washed you. As it's the Word of God who's doing this. Amen. And can I tell you that you can't wash anybody else if you yourself are not getting washed regularly with the Word? There's no, it's, no, it's impossible you think that you can go through and you're praying, God, please give me a word. Please give me some encouragement. Give me a scripture. But you haven't been washed. You haven't washed yourself. You haven't allowed Jesus Christ to wash over you. It's been hitting me pretty hard. I, I hope it's finding the same mark in you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We need to wash with the word of God. Make it a priority to wash those around us. Because We're a team. But we're a brotherhood. We're, we're a family. Amen. We're, we're more than that. We're a spiritual family. Amen. So much closer than anything else. It's time to, to get back to a commitment to wash each other. Amen? Amen. Amen. The fourth class. Pastor Piro, I need my brothers and my brothers need me. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful revelation and a beautiful passage that we need to go to. Matthew chapter 3. Verse 13 says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you come to me. Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. Matthew brought an incredible word of revelation. And it's been helping me over the last four days tremendously. You know, you know those times where you're with your family and whatever you say, whatever, whatever you do, whatever intentions you had, nothing seems to unify. Nothing, it, it just is not getting right. Like there's, there's some, it, it might as well be a physical wedge in between you and your wife because it's just not working. You, you try to pray together, uh, she thinks you're praying about her. You think she's praying about you. I mean, there's just something there that's friction, and it's not working out. I know I'm probably the only one who's ever experienced that based on uh, your reaction. (laughs) Guys, you aren't together because one person is stronger and one person is weaker. You aren't together because... Um, uh, you know, I I get to make the decisions about this because I know more about it, and you get to make the decisions about that because that's your strength. You're together because the Lord has ordained you to be together. He has purposed you to be together. Whether you're strong in one area or weak in another, it doesn't matter. Let Let me give you an example. In real life, in our own ministry team, what the Lord is forming in us. If Peyton somehow lost his arm, he's a worship leader, if he got his arm pulled off somewhere, then that would not mean that we're going to break in our covenant. That would not slow the covenant down. It would not destroy anything that the Lord is doing within us because it doesn't have anything to do with your talents or your strengths and your weaknesses. It has to do with the bond that Christ has set Guys, any, any ministry team any marriage any family it this brings security into yeah. you guys yeah. because we've heard from the Lord and we know we're supposed to be together so if Peyton loses his worship abilities it he doesn't lose his value in our group if, if something happens and your wife isn't able to, to do a, a task during the day she's not able to do that it, it doesn't it doesn't cease or uh, lower her value in your eyes at all because she was called to you and you were called to her. There's so much security in that. It's for righteousness sake, guys. It's for righteousness sake that we're together. So we can't separate that. Let that bring unity into your homes. Let that bring unity into your ministry teams. That it's righteousness that brings us together. And the Lord has ordained this and we're not going to mess it up. We're not gonna. We're not gonna destroy it. We're not gonna rip it apart. This is a lifelong commitment. Amen. We didn't draft one another like like some strange sporting match. Peyton from Oklahoma, Judah from Louisiana, me from Texas. Guys, there's no way in heaven and on earth that we would be able to be joined together. Besides the Lord. There's no... We are from so vastly different. Vastly different places. There's no way that the Lord would would be able to join us together like that. But God found us suitable for each other. Amen. The last class, the fifth class, talked about Jonathan and his armor bearer going up and attacking the Philistines. Pastor Eric... Talk to us about laying the foundation of these items in our lives and never moving from them. Letting the foundation be firmed up, be shored up, and then beginning to build upon that foundation. The cool thing about Jonathan and his armor bearer, we're talking about 1 Samuel 14 here. The cool thing about them is that they didn't receive a direct word to go. The Lord didn't part the heavens and tell them, you guys need to go fight the Philistines. Go now. They didn't receive a word like that. But because they were holding the word of God and they were holding their purpose in front of their eyes, guys, they didn't have to have a a, a heaven's parting kind of moment. They were born to fight and defeat Philistines. They were born to destroy the enemy. They were born to go to battle. They didn't need that. They had their purpose in front of them, guiding their every move, their every direction. They said, perhaps the Lord will let us give us victory. Perhaps He'll do it for us. Turn with me to Zechariah 4. Where the rubber meets the road for me starts in 8. Then the word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands will also complete it. Then you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. Some of us don't realize the the gift that we were given this weekend. I, I hope that for those who didn't show up, who didn't get... That gift, I hope that you got a little bit of taste from from what we've been talking about so far. But some of us don't understand how much of a gift what we were given this weekend is. And it shows up in your actions. Because nothing has physically changed in four days. Because your stones are remaining in your pocket or in your car or somewhere in the notes that you left at home during the day. And you're not slaying giants with them. Guys, you need to understand the foundational elements that were given to us this weekend, they're everything. If you value what's going on in this place, if you value the direction that this church is going in, if you value the pastors and the elders and the men that are going before you, you look into their lives and you see something you want, guys, there has been a foundation that has been laid that shows you how to get it. It shows you how to get there. But with Zerubbabel, once he grasped that foundation, once it was laid, his job was to keep building on it. His job was to take it further. His job was to to, to not just have it, but to expand on it, to build up from it. Can I tell you that we are going to a place, a country, Turkey, where everywhere you look, there are remnants and old foundations of age-old churches that are no longer standing. And if, if that was not enough, There are new mosques that were built right on top of the foundation of the church. You see, the stones of the foundation themselves, they were not worthless. They were useful. They're still being in use today. Guys, the the stones of the foundation that you received, that you're still receiving, they are useful. But are you going to continue to build what the Lord is asking you to? are you going to live your life eventually to have a mosque or some other apostate life lived out at the end of your days? If you cease to build on a good foundation, you stop continuing, stop building. You're going to have apostasy built upon your life. And it'll last for an eternity. Go with me to Philippians chapter 1. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Amen. Guys, can I tell you that, that when we're in Turkey in the next few weeks and you guys are here or wherever the Lord sends you in the next couple of weeks, that this is going to be the attitude of our hearts. And you ask me why and how I know, it's because we've been there before. And guys, we prayed fervently for you. We, had, we were overjoyed at the things that we came back to last time we went to Turkey. It was incredible. You, you guys grew. You guys dominated. You guys struck down giants. You, you guys did an amazing work. And we're going to rejoice over you because you will be laying a firm foundation and you will be continuing to build on that foundation. You're going to get your own revelation of your own. Amen. You're, going to, you're going to keep building on what the pastors have given you and it's going to spread way out, way high. Sometimes discouragement creeps in because we don't see the end from the beginning like God does. We have a promise. We have something that He's showed us. Maybe like, you're going to have a couple sons. And we have the promise, or you are a fruitful vine. We have a promise that the Lord's given to us. And as we're traveling, as we're going, as we're finding discouragements, We get get discouraged because we can't see the end from the beginning like God can. Guys, this verse says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter what your physical situation looks like today. It doesn't matter what despair and discouragement you showed up in here with today. That's inconsequential. Guys, it's time to continue to lay the foundation Continue to build it up. Continue to press forward. Continue to go on with what the Lord is calling you to. Shedding what was behind. Pressing on to what is forward. And letting that trust and faith arise in you. That the Lord is able to do what looks impossible today. He's able to do that miracle in you tomorrow. Guys, we've had hard times. We've lost babies. Three or four in the last few weeks. We've lost visions. We've lost courage. We've lost faith, but it's time to slay that giant today in the name of Jesus. Today's the day that that giant is slayed in Jesus name. Turn with me to James one. There, Goodness. James one, 22. Do not merely listen to the word. And so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror. And after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has learned but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. That's why we were talking earlier about what you received as a revelation in your head, what you got that was just so good from the Word this weekend, what you've got recently, you other guys, what you've got recently in the Word over the past week or so, let's say, that was just so good. It was awesome. It fed your soul. It was great. But nothing actually physically changed in the way that you lead your life. Nothing actually changed in your family. Nothing actually changed in your mindset. Nothing actually changed in the vain things that you just went back to participate in. It's just business as usual. This is my week, Monday through Friday. This is what I do. I get off of work, then I do this, then I do this, then I do this. Don't fall in that trap. What the Lord has showed you is precious. The foundation He's trying to lay in your life is precious, and it will save you, it will preserve you for the day of salvation. But if there's no action that accompanies it, it's just a millstone around your neck, guys. There's one thing that separates the boys and the men. The men keep on going when the boys get too worn out or discouraged and stop. Amen. It's true. Have you been a boy in the past? Is it time to leave your foolish, youthful ways behind you and start to become a man? the man that you're called to be, the man that you need to be. I look around. I see a lot of men in this room, but I also see a lot of boys. It's time to leave that kind of lifestyle behind. It's time to keep going. It's time to be vigilant, resilient. It's time to press forward. Leave that that boyhood behind you today, this day. We're not alone in in these difficulties, these pregnancy difficulties we've been experiencing. We're not alone. Not alone in this. There's more in here who've been experiencing these same difficulties. But we're pressing forward. See, the Lord inside of us, the Lord inside of you, He cannot be stopped. We're saying, bring it on, devil. Bring it on. Whatever you have, bring it. Full measure. Because whatever is inside me is stronger than what is coming at me. There's nothing that can conquer. There's nothing, no giant, no matter how many feet taller he is than you are. There's nothing that will stop you. As today, I want to talk to you about a word. It's called amats. It's a word that you've known before. It's a word that you might have even studied before. It's a word that came alive came alive today in a new way. I want to say to you, DCDs, DCDs out there in the crowd, I know you're out there. Don't care a damn about the devil's perceived victories. They're secure in the Lord's promises. Just keep moving forward. You see, victories that are perceived are different than actual victories. Don't get stuck in it. Don't get sucked into a a perceived defeat in your own life. You're not defeated. You are victorious. Keep going. The victory is coming. It's right around the corner. The artificial intelligence that I am fascinated with, the head up that I am fascinated with, starts in Proverbs chapter 24. Come Come on with me. Man, I have a burning passion and desire to see all of us, especially the ones who have been falling to the same beasts and giants over and over and over again. I have a burning passion and desire to see you gain the victory. Yes. I have a desire and a passion to see you defeat your giant, the one that you've never been able to defeat before. I have a passion to see you win so does God. And so does the brother sitting right next to you. So does the sister sitting right next to you. They have a passion to see you win. It's the reason why we exist in this place. Guys, don't be discouraged. Don't allow yourself to remain in discouragement. Guys, get a brother and say, I need to hear one of your stones. I need to hear one of the things that have, has been enabling you to kill the giants in your own life. I need that word of life. I need to be washed in the word like you've been washing I need that from you. Demand it. Don't just ask for it. Demand it. It's the way that we will build on the foundation that is laid. It's the way we'll make sure that we're laying the good foundation that's been given to us. Guys, hold each other accountable. For goodness sakes, don't let the pastors and elders do it alone. Let's be accountable to each other and accountable before God in this place. Yes. You in Proverbs 24? Yes. Verse 5. A wise man has great power. And a man of knowledge increases strength. For waging war you need guidance, and for victory, many advisors. I read this passage today, couldn't help but just be sucked in. Waging war you need you need guidance. In order to attain victory, you need many advisors. Guys, you need your brothers. Sisters, you need your sisters. Don't think that you can do this by yourself. Don't think that you can be, not hold others accountable or yourself accountable and think that you can go in and gain victory. Think that you can go in and wage war. You will be defeated. It's a promise of the word. There's a man that I love to read quotes about, love to study his life. His name is Smith Wigglesworth amazing healings that you would not believe revelation that you would not believe until you read it as this this guy started as a plumber a plumber i don't care what your profession is that's rough that's tough man looking at refuse all day is not something that i've ever wanted to spend my time doing but this guy did it and he was a great man of god if i had to do that To get to to some of the testimonies and some of the revelations that the Lord gave him, I would do it a thousand times over. He said something, something that many of you have heard before. The man with the experience is not at the mercy of the man with the argument. I don't want you to feel defeated or discouraged or any other of those wicked feelings today. Because the experiences that the Lord is giving you today are important. Guys, if you didn't go through these tough times, if you didn't go through seemingly hell on earth in the moment, if you didn't go through the pain of loss, if you didn't go through the pain of suffering, if you didn't go through the pain of you thinking your whole call and everything is just not, if you didn't go through those moments, guys, you wouldn't have the experience. You would just have an argument from the word. You would just have some verse that you read that says, well, this is how it's supposed to be. I've never actually gone through this, but this is probably what we're talking about here. Guys, the Lord is being gracious to us. He's being so good to us. He's giving us experiences that are hard. But He's also coming through and giving us something that is ever-increasing. When you read Proverbs 24 and verse 5, and you see a man of knowledge increases strength, you encounter the word "amatz." It's a Hebrew word. It has many different meanings, but in this passage, it means increase. Amatz is a thing that is always increasing. Amen. The beauty of amatz is that no matter how hard the situation you're in now, no matter if you've never been in that situation before, you've never encountered it. It's brand new to you. Amatz in your life is able to increase. To go to battle with the thing you've never gone to before. God is placing inside of each one of us a matz that increases to the situation or the trial that we're in. Guys, how good is that? How good is that? You have what you need. You have exactly what you need. Even if you don't have it now for what tomorrow brings. Guys, a matz is ever increasing. Turn with me to Deuteronomy 3. What else? Is this familiar but strange word, Amats? I'm about to find out. Yeah. Deuteronomy 3 28. Yeah. But commission Joshua and encourage and strengthen him, for he will lead this people across and will cause them to inherit the land that you will see. We don't realize some things about Joshua in this passage. A lot of things, actually. But amats in this passage is the word strengthen. We had increase in the first passage. We had strengthen in the second passage. Guys, the truth of the matter is, is that Joshua is probably in his 80s when this is happening. 80-year-old. Do we have anybody who's at least 80 in this room? Anybody. Not one hand. Not one hand. That's really getting up there. You say, that's really getting up there. That's really getting up there. 80 years old. Guys, it didn't matter if his physical strength was waning. It didn't matter if he couldn't press the things that he could press when he was 40. It didn't matter if he couldn't lift and carry the things he could lift when he was 20. Joshua had amats yes. he had something inside of him that was ever increasing yes. yeah, he had more amats inside of him at 80 than he did at 40 and more at 40 than he did at 20. Yeah. you see the lord gives you something that is ever increasing that is strong something inside of you that is not a physical thing it's a spiritual thing yeah. and though the trials get harder and the life gets tougher you have a matz inside of you, and it is ever increasing to the battles that you're facing. Amen. It is able to be a victor. Amen. You are able to be a victor. A matz is growing strength. A matz is whatever it takes. That's how much you will have. Yes. Whatever it takes. Impossibility, maybe in the physical. I'm going to say, for most of the things, most definitely in the physical. But a matzah is whatever it takes, whatever you need, that is what the Lord is giving you. How much more do we need to get empty of the vanities of life? Guys, we're missing out on being filled with the thing that always increases. We're missing out on being filled with the very things that will take down giants. We're missing out on on being filled with the things that will make us victors over the next terrible tragedy that we experience, the next high hurdle. We're filled with something else. And we need to get rid of the vanity and get filled with more amats because it's the thing that always increases. Come with me to Ruth 118. As we go there, I want to tell you that Turkey for us. It's brand new. Brand new. As we, we've been there once for nine days. This is a brand new experience for us. This is a very high hurdle in our physical eyes. This one this one looks looks high. This one looks way up there. I mean it, it looks tremendously high. Like we would never ever be able to reach it. But we have something that is always increasing inside of us. <laughs> yeah. Does that not just light something inside of you? It does. Yeah. Look at Ruth 1, 18. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. What, is, what are you determined about today? If I asked you, what are you determined to do? What are you determined to win against? What are you determined... To put down in your life what, what, what comes to your mind you don't have to answer me now but I want everybody to think of something that you are determined to do now know that the Lord is trying to give you a matz to do it he's trying to give you an increased strength yeah. to do it yeah. whatever that determined thing is inside of you he's trying to give it to you now what is going to go what is going to leave what is going to flee what are you going to give up for that a matz it's got to be something Ruth could not be dissuaded. Turn over to Isaiah 35. Verse 3 says, Strengthen the feeble hands. Steady the knees that give way. Now, if I asked you, which word you thought matz was in that passage? What would you say? Shout it out. Steady. Steady. That whatever is happening, whatever direction you get, whatever giant you set out to face, steadily keep your eyes on that giant. Do not let them go someplace else. Do not let your gaze go to the left or to the right. Steady. Be steady upon that thing. Be steady upon the thing that you're determined to do or determined to kill. Amatz is a sense of steadiness. Amen. The paleo of this word is something very, very interesting. It fits exactly with where we are. fits exactly with where our, our church is today, in this season. fits with what's happening as we go off to Turkey. There's all kinds of things swirling around. Our, our body, our church, our family, all kinds of things coming from outside, coming from inside. There's attacks everywhere. But amatz a matz is an aleph, a mem, a tzed, strength, chaos, journey. A matz is strength for the chaos within the journey. It doesn't matter what's swirling around you. It doesn't matter what defeats are coming up against you, what you think is going to defeat you. It doesn't matter what concern you have about next week. It does not matter. Because a matz inside of you has the chance to ever increase. It will ever increase inside of you. It will give you strength for the chaos within the journey. Which journey are we talking about? Well, the cool thing about which journey is that it doesn't matter what journey it is. Whatever journey you're in the middle of is the journey that Amatz will come and increase inside of you. It doesn't matter where you are. You could be anywhere. Whatever journey you're on, Amatz is there. Matthew 3. We have a Greek cognate of Amatz. Ishiros. Very similar meanings. In Matthew 3, we were just here. We're going to go just a smidge earlier than where we were. We're going to read verse 11. I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me will come who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Guys, the encouraging part about this is that the power is resting in the one who came and who has now come. Amen. As Jesus Christ has all the power. John the Baptist knew this. The Isheros. The Amats. That he's talking about. The power came from Jesus Christ himself. How, how, how powerful. How powerful was he? John 3.34 says that he, gave, he gives the spirit without limit guys. Yeah. He, yeah. The power is limitless. Whatever situation you're in, whatever journey you're on, the power is limitless. Amen. It does not matter what you're up against. There is a limitless supply of this power. Amen. Guys, the Spirit is a Matz. Amen. The Spirit is a Matz. When you're talking about Pentecost, you're talking about a filling with a Matz. When the Source was placed inside of you, that rises to whatever level you need. Do you notice that the disciples, that the apostles, that the first century church, as you read through the book of Acts, they were filled many times. They had many fillings. We, we used to refer to this jokingly as, well, hey, some of that, some of that spirit, some of that amot's must have just leaked out of them, and they just needed to get refilled because there's, there's some leaks in there somewhere. That's not true. Guys, Amatz is ever-increasing. They had what they needed for yesterday, but they needed a refilling to have more amats for what they needed tomorrow. Guys, it's crucial. It's crucial that you are filled and you are being filled with the amats of the Holy Spirit. That there is so much flowing from inside of you, and just because you don't have what you need for tomorrow doesn't mean that if you strive for it, you get rid of vanity and you get filled with the Holy Spirit again, you will have what you need. You will have all that you need. Guys, this is consolation for us going to new territory. This is consolation for us taking a trip where we're spending thousands of dollars. We have two scriptures and we're going in faith. Guys, I mean, come on. Are we crazy? We have to be crazy because we definitely don't have what we need right now. Not a chance in hell that we have what we need. But tomorrow we're going to have what we need. On Friday we'll have what we need. And we have a whole body who we know will be striving, striving, going after prayer with us. Amen. We, we will have what we need. That's a promise. Turn with me to Revelation 18. It's going to be our last passage. After this passage, I'd like to Pray, have corporate prayer with some of you guys. Like to join, like to get together, be unified in our direction. Start the, the trip off right, but more importantly, start whatever's, whatever's going to happen tomorrow off in the right direction. Amen. All right? Amen. Today, and then when we're in tomorrow, tomorrow. The, that's going to be the time where the giants are going to fall. That's going to be the time where you're going to need the amas that you need. You're going to worship, Peyton? Amen. Revelation 18. After this, I saw another angel coming down from heaven. He had great authority, and the earth was illuminated by his splendor. With a mighty voice, he shouted, Fallen! Fallen is Babylon the great! She has become a home for demons and a haunt for every evil spirit, a haunt for every unclean and detestable word, detestable bird. Guys, the greatest enemy of that time, Babylon the Great, has fallen. We get, we get this promise now, and yet we do not see it now. The Babylonian kingdom then and the Babylonian kingdom to come, Especially the one to come. It has not fallen yet. Yeah. But we're going into the land where it will be. Yeah. We're facing the giants that are holding that land captive. That's right. We're going to go. We're going to be filled with the Spirit. We're going to have an increase of amats. We're going to go after it. Yes. And yes. the things that we do on this trip are going to set the stage for Babylon the Great to fall. Yes. yes. It doesn't matter if you're experiencing the greatest giant of your life. It doesn't matter if the giant that you're facing has been a haunt for every evil spirit, a haunt for every unclean and detestable word, bird, if, if the whole conglomerate of hell is against you. Get that in you. Amats will increase, and you will have what it takes Indeed, yes. to defeat the enemy. I don't know what it's going to take, but I know the amats in us will rise to meet the challenge. What can six men do against such a great adversary? We have the amats of God. As a reminder, all seven of these churches in Revelation were located in Turkey. also wanted to tell you guys, be praying hard. There is, outside of Israel, there is no other nation or place That is, biblically, uh, in history, more than the nation of Turkey. Be in prayer with us. Some some objectives. As we raise a mighty voice before the Father and celebrate as Babylon the Great begins to fall, we need a city to set a base in. We need a home base. When we move permanently, we need to know exactly where the Lord wants us to move. Please keep that in your prayers. We need to know what city we're called to, what place we're called to. We need to know these things so when we launch, we know exactly where to go. Yeah. The Lord's spoken. We need visas. Yeah. as We, we need a, a way to stay in that nation uh, on a more permanent basis. Many of you know what's happening with the government in Turkey. Many of you know that uh, Sharia law might very well might be around the corner. Many of you know that... Um, the, the leadership and the government is making it more and more hard for people like us to travel into the country of Turkey. as We need visas. Pray for that. Amen. Two other things. I want you to pray. We want you to pray for the remnant that remains in the nation of Turkey. And we want you to pray for the salvation of lives by deliverance. Amen. Let me leave you with this. Amats, you... Talking to you, you are called to be a man who is increasing. You are called to be a man or a woman who is strengthened. You are called to be a man or woman determined, steady, powerful, mighty, and strong. Be a man or woman of Amat's.